Roger Klein's Cancio and Tequila presents College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Bell Ford. See us at bellford.com or visit the Arizona Ford Giant at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. Verizon Wireless. This is the 5G America's been waiting for. By College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. The ASU fans home away from home. Roger Klein's Cancio and Tequila. Whether it's a margarita or one of our specialty recipes, Roger Klein's is Arizona bread and ultra smooth. Summer skates, personalized shower shoes or koozies for yourself or the entire team. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and order yours today. By OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. By M-Drive, you're not too old. M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. And by NCHC-TV and the NCHC. Subscribe to watch all of the action of the league's eight teams, home of college hockey champions. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila's College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, college hockey fans. Anywhere that you may be listening to us live on the Podbean app, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, Mexican Moonshine Tequila, whatever, whatever you can find it. If it says Roger Klein's on it, you know it's Arizona made and you know it's ultra smooth, as my friend and co-host Paul Hornstein so dignifiedly says that. Um, how are you, my friend? Uh, waiting for this pandemic to end so we can get some real professional voices to do some of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, 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 this is so much better than mine. <laughs> well, we have people out there that swear they want your voice, too, so don't go that far. Um, but, let, but let me tell you, um, the last couple of days here in Arizona has made me feel like I need some sunshine again. I know I'm whining because we have sun 362 days. Yeah. Can you see? Can you see my tiny violin? Oh, <laughs> I, I was gonna. I couldn't. I couldn't I'm figure sorry. out how you were gonna say this. How you were gonna start this? Because <laughs> here's how it's gonna start, and here's how it's gonna end. I grew up in northern Minnesota. It was depressing all the time. The clouds, the rain, the snow, the wind. I don't want that. I moved to Arizona and the Southwest to get away from that. Two days is two days too many. Okay. I'm How'd that work out it. for you? Yeah. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona, where it's still cloudy, still soggy, still cool and chilly and cold and whatever you want to say. My co-host, Paul Hornstein, joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York, where it's probably about 70 right now and sunny and yeah, you know, everything's right. going well. I, I, I sent you that text message of what it's like. Or is that? <laughs> I don't know. No, you, you sent me one with about thirty degrees and miserable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Anyway, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. This is our show that we started. The very first podcast that we started. Now we're in prime time with the Quad Pod of Hockey Podcast, seven thirty p.m. Sunday through Wednesday. This is Tuesday night. This is devoted to our NCAA teams, including the Arizona State Sun Devils the Air Force Falcons, the Colorado College Tigers, and the Denver University Pioneers. So um, as By we get way, into it tonight. Just, 
Yeah. By the you got way. something for me? Well, <laughs> just like, you know, if people wonder whether or not the, the whole thing with the, with the, the names and it is, is an act. It's not, you love that stuff. And I just shake my head every time. You say <laughs> these well, we, well, we've got another guy that our guest tonight coming on in about 10, 15 minutes with us. Uh, He'll laugh just as much as I will because he knows. I, I jab at him. I poke at him. I, I did when he was the ACHA goaltender uh, at Arizona State. Um, we'll, we'll tell you. I'll tell you some funny stories with him. So we'll get to that. But right now, um, <laughs> Paul, what the heck is COVID doing to our hockey teams? Um, <laughs> uh, well, it rescheduling games. I mean, I really don't know what else to say. <laughs> I mean, rescheduling. I love it. Rescheduling Denver games. Because- Denver and CC. I, we're supposed to play this weekend. Now they're going to play next weekend. And uh, Air Force. Are they still? Are they? Uh, are they still I, what? Are their they, schedules to play this did weekend? Did they take back the uniforms? I don't know. <laughs> no, I think they, I they still have their cadet uniforms during the day and their hockey uniforms at night, but they might finally get to play this weekend. At least we're hoping for it. And as I talk about that, I know this is college hockey, but as I talk about that right now and I think well, uh, I just I've got just the word from the Golden Knights, the right? Yeah, well, we just got the news from the Golden Knights. Listen That's to this, Paul. Too. The coaching staff was on the ice for morning skate with the players. Yeah. Apparently, a test came back after the morning skate with one of the coaches. So they said in an abundance of caution, and there's air quotes around that, yeah. they will take the entire coaching staff and keep them away from the game tonight. Um, versus, uh, albeit St. Louis, a pretty good hockey team, and uh, the last plan that I saw was that they were going to have Kelly McCrimmon coaching the, the lineup with uh, possibly some Henderson Silver Knights coaches. But the problem with that is they all have to go through protocol too. To I, see I, don't they, even, I don't even know how that. To get t- I, mean, <laughs> I assume they tested the players too. I, I have I, I well, don't even have the slightest idea. I, I, I here's even... here's the pro. Here's a protocol quickly on that. They have 5 p.m. local time tonight. They, the NHL uh, mandated that they must say who can be on the roster and, and who can't or who's tested positive and who hasn't. Right. And that came out, and as far as I know, the last I looked, um, nobody was on that list. So that's a, a good thing, I guess, at this point. But, man, oh, man, it's craziness. And, uh, you know, nobody's had it rougher than the Arizona State Sun Devils because, first of all, their schedule – made uh, no sense to a lot of people other than the fact that they were going to get to play hockey, which is, right. I guess, the number one thing. Right. But the other thing is they announced today that the Big Ten uh, tournament will be played at Notre Dame, and the Minnesota fans were a little <laughs> riled up over that, and Minnesota media that it would be moved to uh, Notre Dame of all places. And <laughs> wow. uh, I, I, I <laughs> chuckle because it's so crazy because – Arizona State's had to deal with all that, the injuries, everything else. And we'll talk to our guest here in a minute because he is a, a product of um, of the injuries and the illnesses and the different things that have happened. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to have uh, Bronson Moore on here in just a few minutes. But uh, we need to recap again quickly the Colorado College and Denver uh, Gold Pan Series that were supposed to resume after being postponed uh, this weekend. Will not resume again till. Did they give you dates, Paul? Did you hear yet, or not yet? Uh, Jan. Uh, next weekend. Okay, so they're going to move it back a weekend. Okay. Yeah, they move it back to the 29th and 30th. 
And, and then, like I said, the Big Ten tournament, which, of course, the Sun Devils don't get to even play in, even though they play their whole season against that those opponents, are not going to be in the Big Ten tournament. That's going to be in South Bend, Indiana with the, at Notre Dame right now. So, man, it's just all in all craziness. Um, you know, last week when we were in Vegas, we had uh, Nick Raboni on with the UNLV, and uh, I just hate to keep – padding certain teams but some some certain teams do it right and some just are seem to be lost and with UNLV they fought they tried they stayed relevant they wanted to play hockey games and they finally got to the point where they said you know what we can't play hockey games it's not going to happen this year so let's just start focusing on next year Arizona State's ASU uh, or Arizona State's ACHA team did the same thing uh, the school pretty much mandated there'll be no club sports so they said okay uh, best we can do maybe is three on three or whatever if it's sponsored by the uh, by Oceanside. Uh, otherwise, um, we we can't play. So let's focus on next year. Um, but yet there's still other teams out there um, that are just going like, uh, maybe we'll play, maybe we won't, maybe we'll practice, maybe we won't. <laughs> and it's, and then and then you go to North Dakota and Minot State has played straight through everything. I don't think they missed a game. Yeah, I. I... I, I have it's 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 hard to keep track. Like Atlantic Hockey today uh, announced that they were switching to some sort of pod situation, um, with the exception of a few games because of those teams coming back from Air Force, assuming they get to play those games. Um, <laughs> Coach Territory is still looking for thirteen, 13 games. Games, uh, you know. Uh, I'm looking at the. Uh, I'm trying to look at the 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 Atlantic hockey website. And I don't know without printing this stuff out and looking at it on paper, it's hard for me to uh, figure out what the heck is, 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 but needless to say, they have reworked their whole schedule and, uh, and redone whatever it is they're doing. I, you know, so I mean, it's just, once again, I'll just get up in the morning, look at the schedule, see if they play. And if they play great, if not, I hope everybody's okay because I can't keep track of this. And I just, you know, yeah, I mean, I, for crying out loud. I, <laughs> and I'm not upset or I'm not mad or anything, but that doesn't mean I can keep track of it. Yeah, I hear you. All right, let's take a quick two-minute break. Let's come back and bring on our special guest, the uh, emergency backup goaltender. Now he's a goaltender on the roster, Bronson Moore, in two minutes. Thrilled to have you with us. The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded.
At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, Mexican Moonshine Tequila. Whatever you need to call it, just go out and get it. It's at Total Wines, anywhere that you can go. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. My uh, co-host, all the way out on Long Island, as always, Paul Hornstein. And it's our pleasure, Paul, to bring in, uh, I guess we can call him the newest Sun Devil, Goaltender Bronson, more Bronson. You got Scott and Paul with you tonight. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good. Can you guys hear me, right? Yeah, we can good. hear you loud and clear, Bronson. Um, uh, let's start right here. What do I call you? Do I call you the ACHA starting goaltender? Do I call you the NCAA uh, emergency backup goaltender? Do I call you the NCAA goaltender, or can I just call you Doctor Bronson more yet? Tyler's uh, <laughs> working on all of them, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of been a crazy last couple of weeks or last couple of months. Well, congratulations on getting an opportunity to play NCAA hockey. I know that's uh, probably been a dream of yours, and and I've had the pleasure of knowing you and watching you play ACHA hockey, and I know the fun that you have in the net. Um, last year, about this time, you were wearing a cowboy hat trying to get your way to Dallas to play in the national ACHA tournament. This year. You're wearing uh, NCAA hockey pads, so tell us about the whirlwind. Oh, uh, I guess I'll just kind of start where uh, it all kind of started for me, which was uh, probably like middle to end of the first semester. I get a call from Greg one day, and uh, the coach Powers, and he uh, just kind of explains the situation that the Big Ten kind of mandated that you have to have two goalies at all times, and with COVID and injuries, whatever. Um, he felt the need to roster a fourth goalie. So at that point I was rostered and um, the plan was initially, if there's no ACHA season, um, we'll get you out to practice, stuff like that. Uh, in the case that we don't need you to come travel with us for games. Um, and at that point in time, they weren't going to take everybody on the trips. Uh, so whatever guys stayed behind, I'd like stay and skate with those guys. Um, but the 25-day road trip turned into a 36-day road trip, and I never once met my teammates for a semester. <laughs> um, so I went home. By the, I was back in Washington by the time they came home from the 36-day road trip. Um, and then they left again by the time I got back. And uh, one of the guys was in town, and I found out that he was in town and getting a couple skates in before he was able to head back out once he got medically cleared to go join the team in Notre Dame. Um, so I skated with him Thursday morning. Everything went great. Skated with him Friday morning, and he shot a puck through my cat eye. Gave me eight stitches across the eyebrow and forehead. Oh, my um, the kid's dad actually happens to be a, uh, like leading orthopedic surgeon in the Valley. So I went over <laughs> to his house. His dad laid me down on the kitchen counter 
and gave no me the way. eight stitches across. Yep, on the kitchen counter. <laughs> uh, and that's what I want to do is be an orthopedic surgeon. So I'm thinking, oh, this is great. Like I got an opportunity to skate with one of the guys now. And now, you know, horrible <laughs> that I got the stitches, but I get to meet an orthopedic surgeon and have that opportunity to shout out with him. So I'm happy about it. You know, it worked out. And then I now, go home. Me, now, hold on, hold on. Just, just because this is the way my mind works, did you guys videotape this and like like a like a scouting report and then go over it after the after the stitches or <laughs> or, or or what? Um, I mean, we no nothing. Oh wow! Oh, it guys, was just, that's a golden opportunity right there. <laughs> uh, I wasn't really thinking about anything. I was just kind of thinking it was. I just had to get it stop, taken care stop of. Stop the bleeding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so we, we ended up like waiting at the rink for an hour because his dad was in surgery when it happened. So we had to wait for him to get out of surgery to then go over to the house. So uh, anyway, I head back home. I'm all zippered up. And at this point, like, I'm in a lot of pain. And uh, Rick Kovard, the, the ASU NCAA trainer, had reached out, um, checked how I was doing. The hockey ops guy sent me a text, saw how I was doing. Um, and then I get a call from Greg. And I'm laying in bed in a ton of pain at this point. Um, big goose egg. Uh, just really, it's starting to set in. And I get a call from Coach Powers, and I'm thinking he's just going to, you know, call and say, how's your face doing? Like, heard you got split open pretty good this morning. <laughs> heard you, like, messed up my ice probably. I don't know. Give me some, give me some shit or something. Um, which is how he started, you know. I wanted to know how I was doing. And then he opened up to, Hey, here's the situation. Um, we're going to need you to come join us in South Bend, Indiana. Uh, you're going to fly out Sunday morning, which from that point in time was probably within like 48 hours, um, from that phone call. So all of a sudden I'm packing up my stuff, calling off work for the next two weeks and hitting the, (laughs) hitting the road with those guys for 14 days. Now, I, I assume you had your stuff with you, your hockey stuff with you? Yeah, yeah, I had all my gear okay. here in Tempe. Okay, just asking. Yeah, because I, I skated with uh, with those guys before. Right, but um, then you said you went home to Washington, so. Oh, no, no, unless I, 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 I misconstrued the story. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I meant I went home to my like apartment in Tempe, and I was feeling oh, okay. it at that point. <laughs> I went home to Washington before break, so I had never okay. met my teammates. Okay. Um, from first semester. Um, okay. But yeah. So, so that's kind of how it happened. That was my whirlwind of a roller coaster day there. <laughs> so, so you fly out, what's going through your head when you're flying by yourself? I'm assuming you're by yourself, uh, flying out to South Bend, Indiana. And I'm sure the, uh, the anxiety and, and the unknowns were, were going through your head, but what did it feel like on that flight from Tempe to South Bend? Um, I was actually with the kid that Gave me the stitches. Um, so it was kind of a bad situation for him because I'm sitting there with very raw, bloody, horrible looking face. And everybody wants to know, like, hey, what happened to you? And I just look over and I go, he did it. Like, uh, so he had to kind of eat that one a couple times. But um, so it wasn't really too bad. I felt like I had a good icebreaker with the guys right away. Um, I was obviously excited to be going out there. It was. I was thrilled. Like when the, when I, when everything first happened and when I got rostered, um, I was actually talking to the guy I was skating with on that Thursday that hit me in the face. And I was like, 
hey, I would just be thrilled with a pair of shoes. Like if I got a pair of shoes out of this deal, um, like that'd make everything worth it. <laughs> and then the I, next I'm day, guessing, I'm guessing Johnny Lofner fixed you up though and took good care of you as well. Oh, the next day I had everything. I had a ton of stuff, ton of apparel. So I had to match the team on the road. Right. So uh, I just had more than I could have ever possibly wished for, or ever imagined getting. Um, and but I'm on the road going to meet all the new guys, and uh, I mean I I knew a bunch of them already just from the social media and everything. I knew who they are. Um, being an ACHA guy, I mean I'm a fan of the NCAA team too. Um, but I was I was a little bit nervous to meet the guys, but I felt like I had that good kind of icebreaker of dude, what happened to your face? Yeah, he got you good kind of thing. Um, so it was like easy to just kind of come in because we all had that in common of uh, just my stitches and talking about that. Well, it's hockey, right? At some point, you guys all have to have stitches, right? I mean, it's just yeah. part of the game, right? <laughs> oh, Regardless of the level? Exactly. A ton of guys were showing. Oh, I got so many stories of, oh, I took a stick here in junior and uh, here and whatever and just showing me their scars too, so... Uh, definitely. Everybody kind of has their own little story. Okay, so so battle scars aside, uh, you're now on the NCAA locker room or in the locker room, and you got games coming up. And did you know at that point what your status was as far as whether you might get game action or was it day-to-day? Or uh, Tell us a little bit about that whole thing. Um, Coach Powers, when he had first called me and let me know I was coming, said, hey, if we go up by – you know, a bunch, I'll, I'll try to th- throw you in the last, you know, two minutes at the end of a game uh, just to get you out there and get it on your, like, hockey DB and stuff. Um, so, I, I mean, I would, you know, it's whatever. I didn't expect to play unless there was you a got injury. got a jersey, right? And, uh, yeah, I was just very happy to be there and, like, just soak it all in, have the opportunity to skate with those guys in practice and um, just kind of be a part of it. Uh, never did I expect to play – 14 minutes against arguably the top team in the country right now. Um, that was an absolute dream come true, regardless of the situation. Um, but yeah, I, I never expected to play. I was just there to fill a role and um, help out jump in net if one of the goalies was exhausted in practice. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and by the way, Bronson, just uh... – one of the guys that covers hockey uh, for the Minnesota, the, the Gophers out there in Minnesota, uh, we had him on last week, and he thought your story was just one of the coolest stories he's heard all year. I don't even know if he knew this part about the stitches or any of that. <laughs> uh, I don't think really anybody did. I didn't. I never posted anything on my Instagram or whatever social media is with my stitches. I kind of just let them heal and – Kept it quiet because I didn't want to spread it either. That, I mean, the, the, the kid, the kid felt horrible. He, he felt he felt bad enough, and he was getting enough shit as is. So. Uh, well, I can tell you one guy that was going to be the most disappointed when he, if he's not listening right now, our photographer Zach Bondaran, who's got so many good pictures of you in goal, whether it be ACHA or in three on three or whatever, uh, he would have loved that. He would love to have pictures of you like that. So uh, it, it's good that Zach wasn't around at that time to, uh, to be able to snap anything. But, okay, so here's what I want to ask you because this question's been asked a ton, right? Um, what's the difference between ACHA and NCAA? 
and when you got on the ice, because your your indoctrination, introduction, or whatever I want to say here, yeah, your introduction. How about that to NCAA hockey against arguably the number one team in the country in Minnesota, and you've also played some really good ACHA teams. What was the first and biggest difference you noticed? Um, the biggest difference right away was that I was extremely uncomfortable and my heart was beating out of my chest. Um, there was no <laughs> difference in the game. I was just kind of freaking out, losing my marbles a little bit. Um, but I don't know. The game's a little bit faster. Um, and I think the biggest difference between levels is hockey sense. The guys just seem to make um, – they're always making smart plays. They know how to create space for themselves, um, can find those passing lanes. Uh, just do the little things that make a big difference in the overall picture. Um, if you're looking just straight shot to shot of a top ACHA guy and a middle run uh, NCAA D1 guy, I think they're co- pretty comparable nine times out of 10. Um, it's the little things that kind of set them apart, the little habits. Bronson, was there anybody on that NCAA team that, that maybe realized – hey, we got to try to calm you down a little bit for those 14 minutes. Did, did anybody come over to you and say, hey, listen, we got you, uh, whatever. I know that game was uncomfortable from the start for the entire team. The whole weekend was at Minnesota, and everybody was tired and exhausted. But was there anybody that came over and said, hey, we got you? Uh, no, not really. I mean, they were just happy for me to get oh, in. Johnny like, Walker, hey, come on, Johnny Walker. That was Johnny's opportunity. I tried to set him up. <laughs> um. No, they were all, everybody was just super supportive, just like super happy for me to get in there. Uh, Powers came over at the start of the period and said, hey, we're going to try to get you in between, you know, five and seven minutes at the end of this period here. And guys kind of heard that and were already telling me on the bench that they were excited for me to get in. Um, I didn't expect to go in with 14 minutes left. (laughs) Uh, That was a little bit premature, a little bit of a jump, but um, everybody told me I looked really calm. So I think I hit it well. Um, that was one of the biggest compliments I got from guys is that I looked super calm and comfortable in net when in reality I was just – I could feel my chest pounding against my chest protector. Um, just super – I wasn't nervous. I was just, I guess, so excited and just the adrenaline was pumping that I was just – yeah, my heart was just racing. In that case, it's good to be a goalie, right, because nobody could see your face because it's behind the mask, right? Yeah, well, right away they zoomed in on me on the live broadcast, and oh, I was just sure. glad you couldn't, like, I was trying to spray water down my chest protector, which I never do. I'm never a, a spray all over the place kind of goalie, but I was just trying to cool myself down, calm down in any way I could because I was definitely just, I was just beyond excited to, to get out there and have that opportunity. You know, my co-host usually likes to ask this question, but I'm going to beat him to the punch. He likes to know what goes on. Uh, in all that downtime, because you weren't on that 36-day trip, but you're on this one. It was long enough. I mean, you're in hotels and, and, and doing things in strange places. What do you guys do to pass the time? Uh, they eat. Constantly we're eating. Um, like, you wake up in the morning, um, go to testing, come back from testing. Well, usually you have you wake up, sorry, go to breakfast, then you go to testing, and then you might have a workout or practice and you come back, lunch. And then there's like, I swear, it was like a two-hour break, dinner. Uh, I just felt like I was constantly eating. I, I was telling people it felt like I'm an, an all-inclusive tour or an all-inclusive cruise. 
Like it was unbelievable. And the food was just amazing too. Um, but I just, I constantly felt like I was eating. I was expecting to come home. I'm not a big guy and I was expecting to come home plus 10, 15 pounds from the trip. Um, but I, I don't know. The guys just like, uh, they're not a clicky group at all. Uh, everybody hangs out with everybody. Um, guys bring their Xboxes. Guys have class. Um, guys just watch movies, watch sports. Uh, a lot of NBA was watched. Um, everybody just kind of hangs out, hangs out together, and um, just does whatever they can to pass the time. Nothing super well, crazy. We're not allowed to leave, so we're just <laughs> at the hotel. It's not... It's not like we can go out in these big cities. Nobody's like trying to go have a good time. Everybody's just hanging out and living in the hotel together. So, well, and in that last week, right, classes started again. So that that was the right. Am I am I right on the schedule there? The classes started again. So you guys had had to take care of that stuff too. Now, uh, they started the day that I went out there uh, that Monday, oh, okay. but it's syllabus week, so it's a slower week the first week. And the second week going into Minnesota, uh, most guys' classes kind of fully started, I think, at that point. I remember syllabus week. I liked that week. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, Paul did seven years at ASU to get a four-year degree. <laughs> I, I somehow got distracted. I don't know why, but I just did. Uh, palm trees, girls, the pool, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, oh, okay, I was so very serious about my studies. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, uh, so let me ask you this. Everybody said in that weekend at Minnesota that the guys look fatigued. They look like they needed a break and that they maybe mentally weren't uh, focused to the point where they would like to be or wanted to be. Did you sense anything like that on your roster that the guys maybe were struggling with that type of thing? Um, I'm not going to call guys out. Individually and kind of let you know what's going on with You don't have to answer that question. No, you don't have to answer that. No, I'm just talking in a general way because because we know that that team is closer to the team that nearly beat Minnesota than the team that got blown out like they did. So uh, No, 100%. And and where I was going with that is uh, to say that guys were banged up is an absolute understatement. Like guys were hobbling around. There were – there's a handful of guys that could hardly walk like, and then they're, they're playing. They take the whole week off of practice cause they literally are in a boot and can't walk. Um, and then they have to play cause we're down so many guys and they have to play and fight through it. Um, really all the way through the lineup. Like their guys just were not healthy. Guys were beat up. They were exhausted from the road trip. Um, but I, part of it was injuries. I think being on the road takes a toll on you. But um, the guys were just really banged up, and I think that contributed more than anything else did. Uh, I think if we had a healthy group, even being in a hotel, if we were healthy and didn't have any guys under protocol or whatever else may uh, may have been going on, um, they would have given a much better game. I think it was truly just how how hurt and injured guys were. Okay, so before we get into the uh, you know a little bit of your history, so to speak. Uh, have they said anything to you about the rest of the season? Um, Coach Powers they have it, that's okay, too. Uh, he had sent me a text earlier this week, um, told me someone the lines of uh, he'll ping me later this week and um, talk about how to keep me involved going forward. That's cool. Um, 
I worked out with the guys this morning. I'm still doing testing with the guys. Um, there's, I'm practicing tomorrow, uh, but I don't really know. It's kind of a week by week thing. I think uh, when they can get me out there, they will. I think it depends a lot on uh, the other goalie's health if he's able to play or not. Um, okay. I know he's skating right now, which is great. Um, I don't know if that means that he's medically cleared or not. Uh, I'm not really in the loop on that. Um, but I mean, I'm just, I'm here and available if they need me and I'm willing to do, you know, as much or as little as I, as I can. Um, but I'll go to all the workouts and continue to be a part of the team that way. Uh, even if I'm not skating every day. Listen, it's, you know, you, you hear it all the time just to get the uniform on once, right? Most people don't get to do that. Yeah. For sure. And then the guys are so great, honestly. Like, I feel like a full part of the team. Um, they just welcomed me right away. Uh, they actually had had, like, a little, little like, players meeting trying to figure out uh, what to call me before I'd even gotten there. They were trying to plan out my nickname. Um, but they're, they're just a great group, um, super welcoming, and just all-around good guys. So it's been really easy to kind of come into the group and uh, feel a part of everything. That's cool. So now I I was tr- looking up because this is what I do every time we have a player on. I, I look at the bio and try to come up with uh, – I shouldn't even say come up because I ask the same questions all the time. Uh, you were – you are from a city that's kind of in the middle of everywhere up in Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you uh, an Oregon kid growing up or did you root for – one of the Washington schools or, or what about uh, the NHL? Who was your team? Were you, you, are you just one of those guys that just played the game of hockey? Were you a fan? Do you watch games growing up? What was, what's the deal? Um, so we have a WHL team, a major junior team in tri cities, the tri city Americans. Um, so I was, I was, when I was younger, I was more of a fan of them. As I uh, grew up, I kind of became just a fan of the game and playing the game and, uh, watching highlights, appreciating players, stuff like that. I never had a team. Um, but when I was growing up, when I was probably, I think I was seven or eight, I was in might hockey. Kerry uh, right. Price was playing for the Tri-City Americans. Um, he must have been 17, 18 at the time, playing for the Americans, uh, winning world junior golds, um, just an absolute stud. And I was looking at him as, you know, that was my role model. That's the guy that made me want to, be a goalie um because mm-hmm. i was just a forward when i was seven and then i transitioned into goalie after becoming a big fan of him um so i think i've always he's always been like my favorite player that i like to watch and uh if anything i my favorite team was montreal because i wanted to watch carrie um, okay but I, i've got some pretty sweet pictures of uh carrie and myself both in full goalie gear uh nice. he's got me on his shoulders he's uh, I'm laying on top of him, like tapping him out on the ground, um, just messing around in the locker room. I wasn't feeling good that day, and he was like coaching a camp, and he came in to cheer me up. And I've got probably 10, 15 pictures that are just uh, priceless. That's awesome. That, that's, yeah. that's great. And, Bronson, you know, this is the NCAA show, but we also do the, the club show. So talk to me about how your your uh, ACHA teammates um, – responded with your call up oh they've been super supportive everybody was super excited for me um i didn't want to really talk about it a whole lot when i got 
uh, rostered anything, anything. Cause I, I know that I was just rostered to fill a space and, uh, it wasn't like an amazing accomplishment or anything. Um, nothing too exciting. Just that I got rostered first semester and you know, whatever. I didn't want to say anything cause very well, nothing could have came out of it. And I could have just kind of, it could have just been a formality all year. Um, so I kind of kept things quiet, but guys have, I mean, everybody's, uh, wanting to know what it's like and, uh, just how things are going. So it's been really cool. And even aside from the ACHA guys, just the outpouring of support that I've received from everybody after, uh, getting called up and then, um, getting to actually play, uh, old teammates from all over the place, friends, family from all over, um, opponents, uh, through the ages, they just, all the people that have reached out and just, you know, said nice things or whatever has been, uh, humbling. It's, Super, super cool. And now that, and while that is the an awesome take, just remember this: to take this this advice from an old guy. Okay? Twenty years from now, thirty. Years <laughs> and I mean, from really now, old, Bronson. Yes. He's really old. Yes. Twenty <laughs> years from now, thirty years from now, you got plenty of time to build this up into a big story, and and how you know you were the cavalry and, and rode in to save the day. Don't let anybody. Take that, make not make you make up a story. You, you, you just make this as big a story as you possibly can and tell people, say, prove that I'm wrong. Uh, then they'll just look up my elite prospects and see that I had a 75% save percentage. And what a yeah, bad stat line for me, too. The typo. The typo. <laughs> oh, man. I thought I played well, too. And the two goals were good goals. and But to have that stat line as the final is just unfortunate for me for sure well listen it makes it uh, tough to make up that big story at this well tell me you were you you had the stitches in your head uh (laughs) the 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 gentleman we had jess myers on he he was impressed he came on here i mean we didn't even get to anything else and he's and and he talked about how impressed he was with 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 how you played so you 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 did open up some eyes so that's pretty cool you know, and Jess has been around has been around a while. You know, he's 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 an old veteran hockey guy uh, who actually knows something about the game, unlike say me or, <laughs> or anybody else. Uh, uh, hearing okay, stuff so- like that it feels good. Uh, Scott Reedy, one of the uh, drafted guys on Minnesota, uh, had an interview after the game, and he said some nice things about my play too. So that was pretty cool. Uh, it's really cool when you get positive feedback from guys like that. It just I was just super glad I didn't embarrass myself out there, honestly. Um, uh, I just didn't want to get beat on a straight shot. Yeah, listen, that's my goal every time we do one of these podcasts, too, so I understand. (laughs) Let me me tell you this, though, Bronson. You have something over Mr. Moe and the the Minnesota goaltender who uh, got the lacrosse goal scored on him by Johnny Walker earlier in the last trip to Minnesota. So at least Johnny Walker and nobody else tried to do that to you. Maybe Sammy Walker or uh, Sample Ronta or any of those guys. But So uh, you got that going at least, right? They didn't get a lacrosse-style goal on you. No, they did not. But I did give Sammy Walker his hat trick, so congrats to that guy for that one. But <laughs> he, He's a player, and he's going to be playing at the next level sooner rather than later. So... Okay, I, I want to just jump back real bit uh, quick before we let you go. I've got another five minutes or so, but um, I want to talk a little bit when I first met you because you you had played some time in Minnesota, correct? Yep. 
Okay. Here we go. And you came and I asked you about about <laughs> coming to <laughs> I asked you about coming to Arizona State and what you thought. And if you can take me back about three years ago or whenever that was when we sat down and, and chatted a little bit and I said, why Arizona State? And at that point, did you ever think in your wildest dreams that you might one day put on an NCAA pitchfork jersey? No, absolutely not. No, uh, I was thrilled to be here for the ACHA team. And um, I mean, truth be told, if we would have been able to have a season this year, I was asked on another podcast I joined if which one I would pick. Um, if I would pick being with the NCAA guys for this experience or uh, getting to play another season with the ACHA guys. And I, I picked ACHA. I think it, we had a special group this year and um, could have made a run and done something pretty special. Um, but yeah, I, I've loved my experience with the ACHA team and it's been great here. Don't regret it for a second. Can, can you now not go back? Um, I'm graduating this year as a junior. Oh, so, oh okay. I wouldn't know anything uh, about graduating early. <laughs> uh, so I'm actually done. Um, once this year's over, I'll be out of here. I'll stick around for a gap year next year while I'm applying. I want to go to med school, so I'm going to uh, do some – I'm going to do my MCAT next year and then apply for uh, medical schools and kind of wait. And in the meantime, I'll do some research at the Mayo Clinic out here. Um but that's where I'm at. Um, Very I don't. Nice. I don't remember where I was going with that. Um, <laughs> sorry. I, I think he was steering you back to whether you were going to play ACHA hockey next year, uh, if if that uh, were the opportunity. Yeah, I would love to if it would. Yeah, I'd love to if it were the opportunity. But I mean, even at this point, I'm worried that the guys won't get to play next year. Um, just the way things are going. I I was really upset when the school first came out this year and said that we couldn't play with everything. Um, kind of until I got to the point where I joined NCAA and saw all the protocol that they have to go through. Um, there's no way that that could have been done at the ACHA level. There's no way we could have matched everything that they're doing. So I understood why the school had to tell us no, but at the same time, it, it was still devastating to hear that for all the guys, the handful of seniors and um, everybody else that, transferred here or came here to play hockey uh, like the massive majority of the division one team is uh, the ACHA division one team. So it just, I hurt for all those guys for sure. Um, did you uh, say, listen, uh, doc, your, your son beat the crap out of me. Look what he did to my face. How about a job when I'm done? <laughs> uh, no job. I started a long road to then, but he offered to uh, let me come in and shadow at his practice whenever. Um, so at some point this summer or sooner, uh, things are kind of tough with COVID right now. So I'm kind of waiting until that calms down a little bit, then it'll be easier, less paperwork to just get in and uh, watch some surgeries and shadow them for a couple of days. Well, Bronson, we appreciate you taking the time and uh, congratulations again. Um, you know what? I, I knew from the day that I met you that we were going to call you a success uh, some way, some form. And uh, I think you've definitely proved that out of your time at Arizona State. Congratulations on the early graduation. And uh, we look forward to seeing Dr. Bronson more very, very soon. You and me both, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Bronson Moore, folks, uh, the, uh, the ACHA goaltender that got the call up, got to play some time against the University of Minnesota uh, joining us tonight. We appreciate his time. Paul and I will take a quick break. We'll be right back with uh, 
a little more NCAA hockey in the Southwest. Thanks, Bronson. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Take care. Hi, everybody. This is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and, and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in, in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and, and gear. Uh, this product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com. And you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs. I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. If you live in the Valley, you know that there are no shortage of options when it comes to eating Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste combined with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos, which are served all day, to the combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona, where it's still damp, cool, uh, a little bit breezy, um, uncomfortable. And, of course, my co-host, Paul Hornstein, from that beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York. Um, Paul, as I do every guest, give us your thoughts on Bronson Moore. I told you coming in that I talked to him uh, a few times more than you had, and I told you that he was a great kid. Uh, anything you learned from Bronson Moore tonight? Oh, I, listen, I, I th- that's a great story. And I don't – I mean, uh, it was a great story before we found out about the stitches in his face. That just made it. That just added like some extra whipped cream on the top of the story, you know. Um, and so, I mean, that was just that was just a a, a great spot. Um, it, it definitely right up there, one of my favorite spots that we've done in two years. Uh, it, you know, it's it just to hear the joy and the the the. Um, the excitement and like just the story is just, you know, <laughs> you know, cause, cause most guys that we talk to, you know, that, that the, it's, it's always about the backstory and, 
how much better of a backstory can you get than that? Yeah, and, and like I said, when I first met him coming to the ACHA program, uh, Coach Jake Green told me just how special he was. And before he even told me how good of a goaltender he was, he said, wait till you meet this kid. He's a special kid. And he said, we're so happy to have him here at Arizona State. And uh, from day one, and, and Zach will tell you this too, because Zach's seen him uh, many times and, and loves doing you know shots uh, of him on the ice uh and getting some great pictures. And I know he's got just a, a, a album full of Bronson Moore because he's just that kind of a player that uh, he makes incredible saves. He's incredibly talented, but more importantly, he's such a great person. And uh, the opportunity to, to get that uh, opportunity at, you know, the NCAA level is just really, really special. And it couldn't have happened to a better person. Yeah. I mean, that was that, like I said, that's just a great, and he's graduating early. So, um, Good for him there and the whole med school stuff. He probably got a better GPA than you and I combined. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just awesome stuff. I mean, I mean, let's face it. I mean, talk about just waking up in the morning and, and, and seeing how the schedule is going to play out. Uh, you know, he, that, that's a story that, you know, I mean, we joked about the, uh, you know, this, the, the Paul Bunyan story he can tell in 20 or 30 years. He almost doesn't have to <laughs> enhance that story too much at all. He can just stick no. stick with what he told us for the most part, and he'll be good. I mean, that's, you know, uh, I mean, the irony of the is just, it's great. I mean, if you don't like that story, then go find another podcast because you can't listen. To yeah, check check yourself maybe because you might not have a heart because that that's a. I mean, you, you can he he told it in a way, Paul, that I could feel my heart beating rapidly as he was talking about what that felt like. I mean, I can remember uh, the first time that I ever stepped on the ice at UMD as a, as a just a practice goon, just for somebody to be out there to take the punishment of the NCAA team, and my heart was racing. It felt like I couldn't get my blades on the ice. And even though I was I was fairly good uh, at skating and, and playing the game, uh, I knew I wasn't at that level. And, and just to hang with those guys at that time was just um, just incredible. So I, I completely understand what that that feeling was like. And, and like I said, it just brought me back uh, to that time. And uh, you know, it was a lot different back in 1981, 82 than it is right now. But congratulations oh, again sure. to Bronson Moore. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit more about. Uh, the other teams. We have Air Force, Denver, Colorado College. Colorado College got a taste of a road trip to North Dakota this year in the middle of COVID. Uh, your thoughts, we talked a little bit about Sunday night, but your thoughts on how they handled that and how North Dakota handled that? Well, uh, they had a few people in the seats. It's one of the, 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 the few few times she was seen people in the seats. I think they had about, they let about a thousand people into that building. What does it normally hold? About ten or twelve thousand? Oh, more than that. Probably than closer that? to fifteen. Okay. Yeah, it's right. almost so, an NHL size. But but and I think if you think there were a thousand, I think you, they looked the other way for another thousand or so. Well, listen, I am just <laughs> I'm just telling you what the the official numbers were. Um, <laughs> I understand. You know, I don't want to. I'm not, you know, I I wasn't sitting there counting. Um, and I'll like I said, I'll just you know that's the number. But even at you know, you, you have enough room for people to sit on in each row without being next to anybody. So, 
Um, you could have one person in a row on one end and the next row on the other end and not have anybody else in there. I mean, uh, it's not like the place is not big enough. Um, they had a few people at, at, at Omaha this weekend too. Um, so that, that was kind of interesting. Um, it is just, you know, it, it's, it's almost like when you see actual fans in the stands right now, it's weird. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and here's the other thing. I mean, anybody that thinks COVID, uh, I, I hope by now people realize it's not a hoax. And it doesn't seem to matter how careful you are. It can infiltrate your group, your team, uh, your family, um, just randomly, right? I mean, these guys are tested, and Bronson talked a little bit about that, how, how extensively they're tested. But just, you know, like Colorado College comes back from North Dakota, and I'm sure they were as careful as they could possibly be. And they get yep. back, and the guys got COVID. You yep. know, I mean, it's just it, what you know, you could get it going to the grocery store. Uh, I mean, it could happen anywhere, and you still have yeah. to try to try to function. But goodness gracious, I mean, just the mental take, I, I think. And you and I talked about this with when Colorado College had the uh, start to the the uh, the pod. The pod. Yeah, when they had went through that, and we said, "What's it like mentally to know that this one person, unfortunately, got it, and it like affected his whole teammates?" And again, it's the same type of situation. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 crazy. Um, they're going to at least for now. They're scheduled to play this weekend, so this could have you know it could have just been safety precautions. You know, the, whatever they could have just been somebody coming in contact with somebody who contracted the virus. If if the turnaround is this short, so that it, it, that's what it would seem like to me. But, um, it like I said, you wake up in the morning, and because I think if somebody actually contracted the virus it'd be 14 days or at least 10 days so i i mean safety is better than 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 not being safe you know i listen i i totally get all of it because even having tested positive myself for antibodies last year i'm still gonna get i'm still gonna when i go for my next doctor's appointment i'm Going to get another blood test to make them test it again. You know, they, they yeah, made you mean, sign waivers and stuff when you, when I got out of the airport or when I got off the plane coming back from Las Vegas. So, yeah, I'm not surprised. No, I well, I'm not either. I obviously, um, when they said we had to do it, I'm like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So yeah, it's um, a- you know. I'm sure that Denver, even though they got frustrated in that second game uh, last weekend, wants to get back on the ice, and because they 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 have to just by watching them, they 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 have to feel like we're we're right there, we're right there where we're supposed to be, and now they had to take a week off. Yeah, it's really hard to get anything 
um, consistent going this whole season. But uh, speaking of getting consistent, the only thing that the Port Air Force Falcons have got consistent at is staying at home. Because yeah, they, I don't even. Yeah, I can't. I don't even know. I don't know how you build a program, but if there was one coach that I would want to have in my corner for that, it would be Frank Saratori. Well, you know, listen. If you're gonna, if you, if you're gonna have the one guy, have it be the czar, and uh, you know, let's. Uh, you know, it's it, it just the whole thing is just. You know, I, I I can't even. You know, right now they're supposed to be playing uh, at Bentley, uh, at the, you know, at the beginning of next week, uh, and, and stay out on the road for a few, for a few weeks. Uh, let's let's hope they 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 make it because, you know, not just the coach, the players have got to be frustrated as all heck too, because they want to play. I I mean, that's just that's not saying anything that we don't already know. You know, um, you know they're they're going to be on the uh, the road for that. Actually, it's only about a week uh, as they they play Bentley and Holy Cross. Uh, so they'll have four games in, in, in six days. Uh, so they'll either be really tired by the, by the, by the end of that, or they're going to finally have their legs under them, uh, and then come home for a few games. So, you know, you know, hopefully they'll be able to do what Air Force does and get on a roll here at the end, uh, with hopefully playing, uh, consecutive weekends as as they get into whatever the Atlantic Hockey Tournament ends up being. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing. Now we've got tournaments coming up down the road in, in order to try to sort out and figure out who's going to end up in the uh, the NCAA tournament. Uh, we found out today that the Big Ten is going to play their tournament in South Bend at Notre Dame. Uh, I haven't heard yet on NCHC uh, if they're going to try to play theirs uh, in St. Paul, where they normally do, or if they're going to go to Omaha, or what's going to happen. But it, like you said at the beginning of the show, Paul, it's so fluid that you can only look at what's in front of you the day of, right? I mean, right. I, I you mean, just don't... I, I think at this point, and, and I know once again, sounds a little weird to say, but I'm sure the NCAA is just hoping there are 16 teams to play in a tournament. At the end of the season, <laughs> yeah, I know. I I I laugh at that, but uh, it's entirely possible that you could have teams that just either can't play anymore, or don't have enough rostered players, or whatever it may be. So it's going to be unusual. You know, our guest Jess Myers that was on Sunday night brought that up. He said, uh, "Does Pittsburgh want to host uh, a Frozen Four with no fans, and you know, do any of this stuff, or would they?" Rather say, okay, we'll take our shot down the road, and why don't you uh, move the NCAA tournament to a smaller venue uh, somewhere? And and uh, you know, because it's starting to become a cost-effective thing too. I mean, think of the cost of testing, think of the cost of travel, and, and all these things, and then you plan on it, and then it doesn't happen, and then you got here's TV broadcasts that are thinking they're going to go and not go. Here's a weird thing that I just thought of. And I'll just, this is just going to throw you for a loop because I know, I know you. You're the NCAA committee, right? Uh, all right, right, here are the 16 teams. By the way, your team 17, 18, and 19 
We need you guys to be ready just in case a team has to drop out. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely correct. And, and that could be something that happens. We need you to be on standby. Standby. Think tournament. about that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, it, it's going to be a, quite a season. Uh, and I'm going to end it on this note, Paul. I'm going to say, again, I'm proud of hockey uh, college, professional, uh, ACHA, all the way down to the youth levels and how they've done their very best to try to handle this because it certainly hasn't been easy at any level. And they have tried to do their very best to push through and be safe. As we speak, I've got the uh, Arizona Coyotes and, and Anaheim Ducks uh, on, and I'm watching you know, with scattered fans around Gila River Arena, and I'm going like, man, the guys are giving it their all just like it was – uh, last year, the year before, the year before that, or you know, their first year in the league. It that doesn't matter. They're, the, the hockey is still as good as you can get. Oh yeah, well, listen, these guys are the best players in the world. So what I mean, uh, that's. But but even at the NCAA level, Paul, I mean, uh, they're all going all out every weekend. We see it whether it's on TV or on a stream or whatever. Uh, if you're gonna play, you, if you're gonna play, you gotta play, right? I mean. If, if you're not yeah but but psychologically Paul think about this for a minute if, if you you know how it is if you're if you're down uh, and, and it looks realistically like you're not gonna make it to the tournament um, you gotta somehow find motivation to to stay because everything you're playing for I mean just ask a guy like Brinson Pashnock last year he was playing for uh, an NCAA championship and anything less than that would have been unsuccessful in his mind. Um, if he'd been going through what's going through now, is how do you mentally put it together again when you know your season's coming to an end, or or maybe it, it COVID puts it to an end? I mean, it's the mental side of it that I'm impressed that they stick through. Well, listen, uh, you know, I mean, that's part of what got them to that level, right? Yeah, without a doubt. And Jim Nellis, if you're listening, uh, your your mental strategies and, and mental uh, coaching is uh, is become very very important. So, okay, I, I do want to throw out a another congratulations. We haven't had a chance to do it on this show, so I'll do it now. Is uh, our good friend Steve Potvin being named the head coach of the Tucson Roadrunners? Um, it, what a great and well deserved honor for him. Nobody works harder. Nobody knows the game better, and nobody's better. Uh, at communicating than Steve Potvin, and and we know it because he's been on with us several times. So yeah, congratulations Mark. again, Coach Potvin. Yeah, okay. congratulations, uh, Steve. Before you do your read, uh, we'll okay. also shout out the fact that we got club hockey tomorrow night. Um, the ACHL is also firing up. There's a game down in Tucson tomorrow, uh, a, um exhibition game against the San Jose Barracuda, who I believe – if he's still feeling good and everything, I think uh, Steam Passionate is going to make his uh, debut on the ice uh, for the Barracuda in Tucson tomorrow. That's so cool. Give we'll us something to, to pay attention we'll, to. Yeah, we'll keep a track of that. We'll keep track of Joey Decord and, and Brinson and Josh Maniscalco and the guys on the taxi squad because um, NCAA in the Southwest continues to grow, and we're here to cover it for you. So definitely tune in with Paul and I again Sunday night, and we will react and give you the reactions of everything that happens this week. I can't say the weekend anymore because the games go on all during the week. But it's all good. Um, we'll look forward to Sunday night at 730. 
And again, tomorrow night, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, 7.30 Mountain Time. Myself and Stephen Marsh will be with you on that. Take it away, my friend. Roger Klein's Mexican Moonshine Cancion Tequila has presented College Hockey Southwest Weekly, brought to you by Verizon Wireless, the 5G and 5G Ultra Band for Business that America's been waiting for. Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant, the presenting partner of the Sunday Special. Tell our friend Kevin Wood, Ice Time Hockey SW sent you, and let him show you the Bell Ford difference. Online at bellford.com or the showroom at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. Roger Klein's Mexican Moonshine Cancion Tequila, ultra smooth, Arizona owned. Go to mexicanmoonshine.com and try our original cocktail recipes. Buy summer skates, fall, winter, doesn't matter. We still like to keep our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Behind the mask in its three valley locations, in line or on ice, we are the go-to place for all of your hockey needs. See us at BehindTheMask.com. Buy OxyPow. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at OxyPow.com. Buy Burrito Express, our homemade recipes to your table. Great taste, great value. M-Drive, the presenting partner of What Drives You, M-Drive in the morning, relax at night. Our two-step system for energy, stamina, recovery. Buy College Bar and Grill in Tempe. Buy ASU fans for ASU fans. And by the NCHC, every game in the pod on the road or at home. NCHC.TV has you covered. Go to NCHC.TV and subscribe. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, is part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, as usual, my friend. And speaking of what drives you and M-Drive, the latest what drives you is up, where my uh, co-host was my cameraman as we filmed the uh, the what drives you at the Yard Hockey Training Center in Las Vegas. So thank you, my friend, for doing that. It turned out really well. I think uh, Jason really was uh, more more than gracious. And, yeah, nifty is a great word for it. It's, uh, it's fantastic. So get to the YouTube channel at IcetimeSW or go to the website IcetimeHockeySW.com and check it out. We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, and we'll say thank you to the Sun Devil Emergency Backup Goaltender Bronson Moore for joining us, Class Act, and we appreciate him taking the time to join us. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>